Hey, and welcome to another round of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, with me this week is Blake. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Very, very excited after the mighty ponies getting it done, <laughs> representing Australia and marching into the semifinals. I've never been better, Richard. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. And and Jim is a proud Canberrian um, and a proud Brumbies fan. Surely you are exulting how amazing how amazing they were at the weekend. Oh, he's not crickets, with us, crickets. No, no, Jim. Again this week, he's at band camp this week. Oh, is that, um, in, is that he, in quotation marks? No, I think I think it's actual band camp. I think oh. he's uh, teaching and learning his next rugby report card tune. And I can assure you, if the Brumbies make their way to the final. Ladies and gentlemen, you will have a song from Jimbo Jones. That is a promise. What would would really be outstanding is if there was a T-shirt that went with that song. Culture. The song is culture. Brumby culture. You know what? Uh, We we exalt the value of culture and ownership, but I feel only two of us really demonstrate that, don't you think, at the moment? I do. There's someone shirking, jigging, not attending, you know. It's a strategic direction. Come on, Jim. Come on, man. Uh, talking about shirking, there was no shirking from the Brumbies at the weekend. What an outstanding win. And, and you know what? If they didn't, let's be really honest right now, it would have been all doom and gloom and the naysayers would have jumped on board saying there's been no progress. Uh, the Kiwi teams continue to smash the Aussie teams. But thankfully, that one win has propelled the Brumbies back into the forefront of everybody's mind and Australian rugby has had a good, uh, good few days. So... Uh, they were they were fantastic, particularly in that second half. What did you think? They, they 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 were mate. They were brave. They were heroic. Right? These aren't words we throw around with sport too often. They literally throw them around all the time. Yeah. But I'm going to throw them around now. They were brave and they were heroic. Genuinely, they were down. I think it was 13 points. The deficit at one point and a red card. Um, I'd given up the ghost. I, I genuinely thought it was all over. Um, and they hung in there. They stuck to their structures. They played to their strengths, which is set piece. Um, Noah steered the ship uh, very, very well, might I add. They, they played to their strengths, and then what got it done in the end was depth, depth of squad. Uh, the Hurricanes were a bit thin on the bench. The Brumbies, the Brumbies had plenty of firepower. Lonigan, Sia, Frost, um, came back on and, and, and gave the Brumbies a huge boost. Uh, and it just showed, and I actually think that was the story of this week, depth of squad. Because uh, when we get to the Tars and the Reds and the Kiwi teams, might I add, but when we get to the Tars and the Reds, they just didn't have anything left in the tank to throw at their opposition and the wheels kind of came off the operation. Whereas the Brumbies, it was precisely the opposite. Um, the kitchen sink at the end of the game was enough to get it done. So it was a squad performance based around set piece. It was a Brumby performance. That's what we've known him for under Dan McKellar, a deep squad, set piece, um, and they just trusted themselves and they hung in there and they got it done. So that was my read, Richard. A few notable standouts we'll get to in a moment, but what did you think? Yeah, just to, to, to echo your thoughts, really, you know, I think in years gone past, you'd have probably uh, questioned the decision to take White off so early in the game. You know, I thought he was his... Um, a nuisance as always, his kicking game was on point. And when Lonergan came on, you're like, oh, that's a bit early. You know, I thought the game was being controlled at that nine position. 
Uh, but credit where credit's due, you know, Lonergan did get a few errors, but uh, there wasn't a, a chasm of difference between the two, and and, and that's that, that was awesome. And I think again, Lonergan, the other Lonergan, and obviously made a big difference um, coming on a hooker. He's, he's more dynamic, I would say, than Flying. It doesn't scrummage as well, but um, I think again he made a difference. But the cattle with Frost, that great nick in the lineout, you know, showed what. Uh, what great line-out lifting and obviously taking uh, took it as well. Shows what great potential. Uh, but for the person that, that did stand out for me uh, was actually Hooper um, at, at six. Um, I think I've not mentioned him enough this year, uh, but I think he was building to a crescendo and this game was his crescendo. Uh, I think he did everything that was required of a six in this game. Um, even got over the ball a few times as well. Um, and so for, for He me, is... Um- He's shit hot, mate. He is mm. shit hot. I, I, I've got very high praise for him. And what I loved about his performance, it was almost like the assignment was you're on Artie Savia. And he was on him like a rash oh. every time Savia got the ball. And and you've heard me, Richard. I've said it. Savia has been the player of the tournament for me. Mm. Uh, and he this was the least amount of metres made he's made all season for a full game of rugby that he's played. And I genuinely reckon you're the stats man. Look up the stats, Richard. I genuinely reckon Hooper tackled him every time. He was on him like a rash. And I even loved that if that was a captaincy call, which was, hey, kid, your job's the best player. Keep Mm. tackling him. Mm. Um, I I loved that. Hooper was sensational. The whole back row was. I thought Samu was outstanding as well. Yeah, best Um, game he's played for a while. If they've got Bobby V back next week, um, it's a dynamic back row. I do think, though, and we'll get to this, I think it, it might have been their grand final. Mm. Um, it was important they won and they won, um, which was really, really pleasing. As for the Hurricanes, um, I thought they got out in front. They'd done enough. Um, they still lack a bit of a clear 10, um, but I, I really thought they were going to get this done. But the players, the Artie Savias, the Dan Coles, the Ray Arces, the Brumbies didn't give them an inch. Mm. Um and I think um, we have to give credit where credit's due. You know, you said to go back to basics, and they did, and they're rolling more, and they score points that way. Uh, but the Brumbies level, because of those impact players, the level of physicality never dropped, and the Hurricanes couldn't maintain it because the Hurricanes were getting po- good post-contact meters in the first half. They were getting over the game line. But because of the physicality that the Brumbies brought throughout the entire game, the for- they lost the forward battle in that second half. Um, and that's where I think the game really turned. I agree with the 10. I also think Barrett needs to move as much as... Um, Morby played well at 15. Uh, for me, the option of Barrow at 15, stepping in as that second playmaker and having his kicking game, um, I think he he needs to go back to fullback for me personally. But- yeah, Morby did have a good game, but Geordie Barrett does feel a little bit wasted at 12. I know he grew up there. I saw some schoolboy footage of him at 12, mm. um, and he actually missed a few tackles. Mm. Um, Simone ran, ran rings around him, which is quite interesting because I know Geordie's rep was the bloke who doesn't miss tackles. Um, he just rushed too much. He broke through a few times. Yeah, yeah. he did. He, he looked a bit overexcited. It looked like he was trying to sort of chase the game, yeah. as it were. Um, look, I thought, you, you know my feelings on cards, uh, but I did think Icatels was was pretty fair. Um, yeah, that's, been a red all, that's been a red all season. Yeah. Um, it did sort of, for me, prove the point that I, um, I loved the 20-minute red card. Uh-huh. Um, yes, it was coincidental that the Canes had a bloke off for 10 of the 20, so it kind of evened all things out. Um, but the fact that the game stayed competitive and the Brumbies were able to fight back in the second half vindicated the red for me, um, yeah. only being 20 minutes. 
Um, I thought the Hurricanes... Sorry, just to build on um, on that for a second. I think it did show me, and we were talking about our our optimum Wallaby team last week, and we were talking about the difference between, uh, um, obviously... Uh, Parise and obviously Ikata at 13. And that and both of them love a big hit, but that tackle technique of being so upright um, from a from an international level would still worry me. Um, I know Nick White was coming in for the tackle going low and he was going for the ball high, but you know, he has to learn from this. To be an international centre, he needs to improve that tackle technique. I think Ikata's not normally the hit merchant, though, of no. Paisami or Parisa. He, he's a bit more textbook. And I tell you what, you noticed him gone. Um, there was there was plenty of room in that 13 channel for the Canes. There was that one try where they just walked through that channel. Um, so the Brumbies clearly rely on Ekitao defensively um, a lot. But Saxon um, did, did well when he came on, I have to say. He did, he did. And look, for the Canes, yellow, um, that pissed me off. Only I'm actually totally in favour with it being a yellow, right? Um, but it pissed me off given the way it's been ruled the rest of the season. Huh. Um, the, 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 the consistent inconsistencies um, and the, the lack of process, like the Brumbies, can I see it at full pace? The Canes one didn't request to see it at full pace. Well, hang on, is that part of the process or not? Um, those sorts of things frustrate me. But I don't want to go down that minefield because it was a it was – a Brumbies, Brumbies performance in Canberra um, in front of about 12 or 13 faithful fans. Um, and it was it was pretty bloody awesome. Um, on that, Richard, um, I, I thought, you know, with us being called the rugby report card and all, I would like us to grade, and I'll let you use plus and minuses. I don't like them, but I'll let you use plus and minuses. I want to grade the Australian team's season. Now, the Brumbies isn't over. Um, I think if they win next week, it's an A plus 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 plus. What about um, um, giving them a? As what about we go giving them each team? What about yeah. giving them a score out of fifteen or something? You know, maybe that's, that 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 could potentially give us the, the the you know the pluses and minus as well. What about that as an idea? That, it's it's exactly the same, Richard. Oh, I know. I just, just, <laughs> just <laughs> um, so we'll go with the plus and the minuses for the enumerates out there. Um, so, what do you have the Brumbies at? You go first. I'll lead on one of the other ones. You lead on the Brumbies. If this is the end of their season, and God, I hope it isn't, boys will march and do well. Um, I think it's. A, I think this it's a, is their end of the season. Uh, I think I, it's a twelve. I think it's a twelve uh, for me. I think it's a B plus. Like uh, I think they've been clearly they've been the, the best. We need team. Jim Richard. It's getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> We're agreeing too much, but go on. Oh shit! Um, I think that, again, it was their their um, they're expected to be where they are, the best team in Australia. Uh, they got the great, they got the best depth in the uh, in in the country. Um, I think if they obviously beat the Blues, which they won't, but if they beat the Blues in Auckland, then absolutely they would go up into it. They jump to a fifteen because reaching the final would be amazing, irrespective of of that, because the route that they would t- would have taken to include the Canes and the Blues along the way. Uh, but right now, I would say that they're probably at a B plus. Yeah, I've got I've got them there as well. I think they've had a a pretty bloody good season of rugby. Very well coached team. Mm. Um, I just thought losing to the Reds first half of the season sort yep. of didn't claim them as the top Aussie side. Um, and then they've been very good the back end of the season, but a couple of losses leading into the finals. But yep. they're still bloody there, mate. 
They're yeah. peaking at the right time. The squad looks good. So they're a B plus for me and they'll yeah. stride it straight into an A when they win on the weekend. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right. Should we jump into the other Aussie teams quickly and then we'll yeah. touch the Blues Highlanders? So Crusaders Reds. Um, look, I'll jump in here. I thought the Reds were gallant. Um, they've got half a squad, really. I mean, they're up against it, right? They've played the Crusaders in a row twice in Christchurch. Mm-hmm. They've got the Crusaders in the final. Um, they've got their best two players missing. And they haven't picked the same team two weeks in a row because of injuries. So I actually think 37-15, given the fact that only really blew out at the end in the last 20, um, was a pretty good effort. It was a fighting effort. Um, they just ran out of depth. Um, and I just think the biggest problem for them is I don't know how much set-piece training they've been doing. Their Not scrum much. looks the best in the comp because Taniel Tupo was that physically dominant without him it's a joke hmm. um and and literally crusaders i reckon were trying to knock it on on purpose to just get a penalty hmm. um so the scrum is what broke them first um and then the wheels kind of came off in the last 20 but hmm. with that said I, I think they can hold their heads high um because the crusaders are the bloody crusaders and this was a legit crusaders side yeah what did you think yeah, I'd agree with everything that you said there. Um, I think part of me feels um, bad for the the Reds because there have been so many um, variables that are outside of their control this year. Um, however, when we come to a report, Gudge, I think you'll be surprised by the grade that I'm giving them uh, because, again, with the expectation that we actually came into the season. And again, I want to repeat what I just said. There are things that are out of their control, but... Um, I wanted more from the Reds. And I think the the depth which we uh, celebrated with the Brumbies isn't quite there for the Reds. And I believe it should be, um, but it isn't for whatever reason. I've read something Coleman said when he was talking about Jamie Roberts coming back in um, and getting Jed Holloway back, um, who'd be, you know, 30 now, um, and getting Ned Hannigan back. And he just said, look, you don't win competitions with the under-23s. Mm. You need some old blokes. And mm. I think I worry that Thorne's cult of youth begins to rear its head mm. um, once you start having a few injuries. Yeah, That's correct. when you need a few journeymen to, to keep the glue of this thing together. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it, you're right, it kind, of, it kind of fell apart on the Reds. Um, and it's not their fault. You get the injuries, you get the injuries. Look at Tars last year. They got they got obliterated with injuries and they, they fell apart. It's going to happen, especially in a, it doesn't happen to the Kiwis as much because they've just got so much depth. Um, but the Australian teams really, you need your 23. You need 20 of them available most weeks. Um, and the Reds didn't have it. Um, but as for this game, Crusaders... Crusade is simply too good. Um, I hate to say it because he's a dick, but Sever Reese had a blinder out there on the sting. Um, I don't really want to. I don't, you, I don't really want to say anything nice, really. Goodhue is just so clever at rugby. He doesn't have those breakout moments, but I just froth watching him. Mm. Like I would happily sit with the bird's eye view and just look at Goodhue's work um, in defence. Uh, the way he organises the team, I love. Will Jordan is just some sort of try-scoring god. Mm. Um, I've never seen anything like it. And Richie mm. Moa, 
God, I can't wait for him versus Bowden Barrett. I'm just salivating at the thought. Uh, Matera had no business being on the field, uh, and obviously their front row was great. So Crusaders are going to Crusader. I don't think they're at the peak of their powers right now. It hasn't all clicked for them. Uh-huh. Um, they've had a pretty disrupted season too, but but fair play to them. On to another semi-final. Mm. Yeah, no. Um, and what a battle it's going to be between the Crusaders and the, and, and the Chiefs at the weekend. So, um, But I went first this time, uh, last time. What do you think of the, the Reds' um, end-of-season report card results? End-of-season? The, the whole year done and dusted? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can give them a plus above a D plus. Yeah. Well, if C's if C's sound, mate, I don't think this was sound. Um, and now the only reason I'm at a plus is the injury thing. Yeah, no, I, I would I would yeah, I, I was gonna go for a C minus. Um because, it, again, if you look at the beginning of the season, there was moments, you know, beating the Brumbies. There was moments of, of highs, um, but unfortunately... But we've had this chat before, Richard, haven't we? At the beginning of the season, none of the international players are at peak fitness. They, they didn't have pre-season. So your, your young whippersnappers that had a pre-season, because none of the Reds get picked to the Wallabies, um, are obviously going to start the season. Apply. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they flew, right? Mm. As the season went on, it seemed to the injuries caught up with them and the other players came into mm. fitness. So mm. maybe it was, I don't know, maybe we've got a bit of recency bias and we're being a bit harsh here and, and your perspective is a bit more on the money. But, uh, yeah, when you look back at it, you'd be disappointed if you're a Reds fan, I guess. Yeah, but I think um, just final part of the Reds is um... – Yes, we need to take into consideration the injuries. I do not disagree with that. Uh, but I think it's the inconsistency of selection and not really knowing what the best 15 is, I think is also a problem. We know combinations are um, need to be tried and tested. They need to be in-game and they need to be trusted for a long period of time. You know, and whether that's... Uh, Pattaya, where's his best position? You know, what are the two wingers? You know, what is... Are we getting James O'Connor and Hamish Stewart at 10, 12? What's our, what's our back row makeup? Is, is it actually Uru, Wilson and McWright? There's been chopping and changing. So, And again, some of that's because of injury, but but we need to just be mindful you, of that. You have, you've hit the absolute nail on the head. At the end of this season, we've had another season of rugby where everyone said Air Jordan's got the most potential of any kid in Australian rugby. I am no closer to knowing his position. And the mm. season's over. Mm. Um, Jock Campbell, I'm no closer to knowing his position mm. when the Reds are fully fit. Mm. Um, Paisami, is he a 12 or is he a 13? Mm. Is Fraser McWright the first pick seven and the heir apparent to Michael Hooper or is he a reserve at the Reds? Um, is Liam Wright a six or a seven? Mm. I, I Like the questions that you wanted answered, is Stuart a potential wallaby one day and he's going to just, you know, get his mortgage on 12 or is he a place keeper for a Paisami Patea combination? Um, these questions we thought we would have answered, I'm no closer on any of them. Agree. Absolutely. And that's, um, that, that's All I know is they need Tupo to play. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't accept a contract somewhere else. But um, uh, talking about uh, accepting a contract somewhere else, I think we need to talk about the, the Chiefs and Waratahs because there's been a number of contracts which have been signed up this year for the Tars. And the difference that they have made um, have been absolutely unbelievable. 
and not to give too much away before my uh, before my grade at the end of it. As much as yes, a thirty nine fifteen scoreline is obviously disappointing, and they look the result blew out at the end. Uh, I really don't want this to be a negative, uh, have a negative impact on them on the obviously the event that was the Waratah season. However, I will just say. Um, it's a shame they didn't win against the Blues, so they could have played uh, someone other than the Chiefs this week last weekend. Um, yeah, for, for me, mate, it's the same story as the Reds, which is they were actually quite gallant. They hung in there. They fought a decent fight. The wheels came off in the mm. last part of the game, mm. uh, maybe a little bit earlier than the Reds. The bench mm. didn't offer that punch. The boys looked mm. tired. And I yep. think the big one here, Edmund missed a lot of points. Yeah, he left a goal lot. Goal kicking, yeah. goal kicking, fucking matters, eh? Yeah, it really um, does. And, and right now, Noah's the only one showing me the composure. Once it's a big game, yeah, um, that's two weeks in a row. Edmed's left some points out there. That's why Noah um, should be the, the player for Wallabies, mate. Yeah, it looks like Wade's back though. That's been in the news this week. It's all but confirmed. So it'll be interesting mm. to see the makeup of that. But I think. Um, had the Brumbies kicked their goals and had some scoreboard pressure in this one, um, it, it may have it may have made the end play out a little differently. I don't think it would have changed too much, but the fact that they never were competitive with the scoreboard, um, it, it just kind of fell apart. But it, but it, the, the scoreline's not fair in this mm. one. Mm. Um, I think they played okay. The Waratahs, mm. and I would agree with that. Um, it's it's okay. The, the next part is, is is they've made such a leap this year. Um, the expectation is now that there's going to take another leap. You know, the old saying is it's the hope that kills you. The Waratah fan in both of us would now be excited about the start of next year because there's now a hope that with a few added extra players in there that they're now going to uh, build on this. And and let's hope that we're, we're right because there's they've built a foundation this year which hopefully will take them onto our to the same level, if not higher, next year, really. And that'll be hard. Um, on that, what is is it me or you for the Tars? You're up first, aren't you? Yeah, for, for me, and I want to make this clear, my grade is not on um, not on purely attainment. I'm going to be so pissed if you go the same as me. So I'm going to make it clear that um, I, from my grade, I am not, I'm not stating that the Waratahs are better than the Brumbies in my response, but I'm actually giving them an A-. minus. Okay. Um, You're such a dick. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, for me, then they're an A minus because look, we came at the beginning of the season and they were going to be the also Rams, you know, not winning a game in the whole of last season. We got excited, yes, by the preseason, but preseason doesn't tell you anything really. But actually, it did in the end that they had a good defensive structure. There was a culture building, etc. But we still really didn't know what to expect. So to come in and make the uh, um, obviously make the finals and finish above the Reds, uh, and to put up a, and to beat Kiwi teams away from home, beat the Highlanders in New Zealand, um, I think it would have been an A an A plus um, to say that what what growth you've made. However, the result against the Blues um, and obviously just tiring at the end of the season, I just think brings it down a little bit. And we need a bit of realism as well that we can't be A plus because A plus says that you are outstanding and we're not quite there yet. So it's an A for me um i had it i had it at the same which is just how far have they come mm. this squad of bums look pretty good mm. um very, with you, i echo <laughs> i echo all of your thoughts that was the quickest of quick synopsis i like that. <laughs> <laughs> we just need we just need jim back don't we to say something outlandish um, uh, 
Oh, to tell us that it's not good enough for the culture and Brody Retallick should call it a day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he does have uh, – remember, we've, we've seen his team from last week. Maybe Jim doesn't know yeah, what he's sh- talking about. Yeah, sh- shocking, shocking team that, Jim. Yeah, shocking team when I go back and look at that. I know. Um, All right, last game. All right, mate. Well, quickly, Blues Highlanders. Um a job done, really. Let's be perfectly honest with you. They're, they're very good, the Blues. Uh, I think it is very clinical, uh, very professional, those words that you love to use about a team. Um, Highlanders, they've, they've got a lot to grow. Um, they are clearly the eighth best team in this competition. Um, you've got some outstanding players in there, but uh, they've regressed and it'll be a big off-season for them. But uh, we can't compare them against the, the Blues because the Blues are just very, very good. Star-studded, as we know, all the way through. And they are clearly the favourites. I still think Saders, Saders, but I think the Blues have to be the favourites, particularly playing at home. And get it done last year. Hey, two points for me. One, um, two of us are Sheck. I th- I th- he's an all-black for me. Like if I really? if we're the Wallabies and we're playing the All Blacks, he's the bloke I don't want to see named. Wow! Um, I think he's the most dynamic centre in New Zealand right now. Wow! Um, I'm I, and I know we started the season. Can he get there? Will he end up in and around the All Black squad? Uh, right now, he he scares me the most. Mm. Um, I'm, I've been so impressed with him. Um, yeah, so. it's 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 his um. His footwork, you know, the number of defenders he beats during the game, his offloads, his, his, his number of missed tackles and and um, turnovers has, has regressed or diminished throughout the season. So he is making uh, he is making yards, and I'm not disagreeing with your point. But the the jump from Super Rugby to international is, you know, it's it's huge. So I'd love to see him in that black shirt, but it'll be interesting to see if they do pick him at twelve. I think playing outside, yeah, I'd love to see Bowden Barrett at ten too. Yeah. I would keep that 10-12 into the All Blacks, but I reckon they won't, but I would. Mm. Um, and then the other one I want to say, this isn't me saying this, Richard. Uh, I was down at the old rugby club uh, on the weekend. I actually watched the Tars um, on the big screen. Um, and I was talking to um, a, a pretty good first grader uh, with many, many caps um, who made the point about Aaron Smith. And they said, and it's been shewed with me, I've been thinking about it a lot, that with Aaron Smith, the All Blacks are the best team in the world. Without Aaron Smith, they're about three or four. And I just the Highlanders, God, that's true. With Aaron Smith, they're a Kiwi super rugby side. Without him, they're the Rebels. Um, It's a bit odd. What do you think about that statement? And it made yeah. me think about number two at halfback at New Zealand. TJ is a long way back right now. Yeah, and, and obviously, Brad Weber isn't even starting. Yeah, I would say I would agree with that in regards to there is a talk about chasms, gaps, whatever the right word is to describe, but the gap is astronomical right now between Aaron Smith and everybody else. Um, and you're absolutely right when you think about it because as much as we talk about a 10 being the playmaker, at international rugby, a lot of the game is played off nine, and Aaron Smith dictates that, and he has the best pass in the world. Um, I wouldn't say maybe they go down to two, three, but I think the gap between them and everyone else suddenly becomes um, really, really thin, and so anyone can be anyone on the day, whereas you're right, when Aaron Smith plays, the, there's an expectation that that gap isn't so thin. There's something so, about if, if, if his name's missing on the team sheet, you're like, oh, yeah, they might mm. make a few mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And they, they, I mean, he doesn't play there as a ref too. Mm. So that's going to come <laughs> into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, one um, game I do, I do want to talk about. So do you mind if we talk about one more game? Mate, I'd love. Richard, I could stay all night talking about games of rugby with you. Oh, mate. That's a lie. Um, so <laughs> look, one more game. Just the... Um, the Wallaroos played this weekend and, and put up a, a fantastic show, actually. Um, they ended up, they, they started off at, at, at going up in a 10-0 early against the, the Kiwi team, uh, but ended up losing the game. But I, I thought it was really important that we that we talk about the game because it's the Pacific co- uh, um, competition at the moment and the Wallaroos need that practice before the World Cup comes on. So I thought it was a great start and I hope that uh, it continues and they get a few victories against Canada uh, and the USA in, in the next few rounds. So, um, Kiwis look good. And they, they were pretty. They were pretty firm underdogs, weren't they? Yeah. So the they, side. So to get it at twenty three tens, pretty good effort. So the Kiwi team is obviously um, they've won five out of the last six um, uh, World Cups. I think it is. Uh, but they won't go into the World Cup tournament as a as a favourite. You know, the, the French and the English are, are much more competitive at the moment. They're professionals. Um, whereas obviously New Zealand are not, I don't believe, and please someone correct me. Uh, but uh, I think, as I say, Australia started off off quick at 10-0, but just the Black Ferns ended up clawing it back. But I think that Pacific well, Force... I'm kind of excited for this World Cup. Mm. This World Cup is going to be like the 1995 World Cup. Yeah. Some teams have gone profesh and yeah. others haven't. Mm. It's going to be fascinating to see. And, and look, um, because the culture of women's sport in Australia and New Zealand has always held us in such good stead with such amazing athletes mm-hmm. and such progressive ideas around sporting culture. Um, but when that comes up against the machine of professionalism, it's just um, hard to compete against. You're absolutely it's right. It's very hard to compete. It's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting little narrative. And I hope it ends with us pulling our absolute finger out um and supporting women's rugby. Um to the nth degree. Absolutely. And, it, and it, look, it would be, I, I completely agree. And it'll be a big game against Canada because um, Canada beat the States and Canada have got a, a good women's program. They do well in the sevens as well. So, uh, look, I hope the Wallaroos. Sure, surely, Wall- Shannon Parry said that with, with, with us having the Women's World Cup here in 2029, mm-hmm. we've got seven years to sort this out. Surely we'll sort it out. Yeah. And being in New Zealand, it will start the program. It will start the, uh, the coverage now more, more girls out there will hopefully like, you know, want to play it. Um, the girls on the uh, sevens tour have done fantastic. Well, so hopefully both forms will continue to grow. So we just need the, uh, we just need the, the pathways and the roots. And with the, uh, with the rugby world cup being here, hopefully they'll start to uh, appear really. So um, um, good luck to the Wallaroos at the weekend against, uh, I think it's Canada. They play next. Can't wait, mate. How good. Hey, next weekend, I think it's it's a bit of a fait accompli, but really quickly, Crusaders Chiefs. Uh, Crusaders. You'd be mental to back against them, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, very disappointed. Uh, I very disappointed. I was like top five in the in the and the tipping comp, and then I forgot to tip. So everyone around me tipped the Crusaders, bar me. And I just plummeted to like thirteenth or fourteenth. Now my chances are done. It's all over, mate. It's all over. Um, forgot I've heard that one before. Um, and then the, <laughs> the Blues Brumbies. Uh, Blues, mate. And unfortunately, the, uh, the the ponies will unfortunately grind to a halt in this game. The Blues are too good. Look, hard to disagree with. Hmm. Um, when they played in Canberra, how legit was that Blues team? 
was it, fairly it, legit, but it wasn't this irrespect, legit. Irrespective, mate. You know, that, as Jim would say, playing at Eden Park, mate, you grow a third leg. Um, yeah, look, it's very hard to win at Eden Park. There is a path for the Brumbies, though, in terms of the Blues are not the Crusaders at set piece. Hey, mate, who are you picking? Um, they're not the Reds with Tupo at set piece. No, of course, of course, the Blues are going to win, Richard. <laughs> but there is there, there is a path for the Brumbies to make it a dogfight, to make it ugly. Um, but it requires complete accuracy, scoreboard pressure, and a fair bit of luck. Oh. Um, if every kick is right, if every kick leads to a line out, if every line out is spot on, if you dominate the scrum, you win the physicality, and you get a bit of luck, you never know. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. There's so a the path. Blues. So the blues, yeah? Yeah, comfortably. All right. On, on that note, um, let's hope that we're, we're sitting here next week, mate, and we're talking about an epic Brumbies uh, win and a Brumbies um, Crusaders final, yeah? Mate, if that's the case, Brumbies win, I'll walk to Canberra to Why, have mate? a schooner Why? at Why, Ben mate? Alexander's pub. All right. You heard it here first, by the way, everyone. Uh, Blake is walking to Canberra for a pint of beer. Probably not even. You're all welcome to join me. I'll go. I'll Tom Hanks that shit. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you. All right. All right.